0: Welcome, glad to have you with us, glad to be with you nine minutes after the hour. And uh, we've got uh, Chuck Basie in from the state legislator, legislature, state, uh, state rep Chuck Basie. Good morning, Chuck. Good morning, yes. sir. And good morning to uh, Garson from Graffs uh, in Mexico.
1: <laughs> good, good I did, morning I actually in hit that? the button,
0: but it didn't, it didn't, uh, didn't click. Uh, you brought in a couple of great uh, firearms today. Uh, I'm looking here at a Colt 38. I'll put it up on camera. If you're at uh, Gary on Guns on Facebook... Uh, you can actually see what I'm holding here, and uh, first thing I notice uh, is that uh, the barrel looks like chrome.
1: The, bar- uh, the I'm cylinder- sorry, the, the
0: cylinder c- looks like chrome.
1: Oh, uh, I- yeah, uh, nickel nickel plated cylinder. So super super deluxe. That was the only that's the only one we've been able, been able to get with the nickel plated cylinder, and that was actually bought by an employee, um, and they decided that the grip was too large for them.
0: Too large for them,
1: so it's now back in inventory for sale. I think it would um, at a discounted price.
0: It would fit Chuck's hand real nicely. So you know, I, <laughs> I think you ought to fill out the adoption <laughs> papers, Chuck. Uh, but if you don't, um, but yeah, this is a, a, a less than six ninety um, nickel plated thirty eight revolver. the The grip feels like it's real wood. It doesn't feel like plastic. Yeah, real wood, so. and it's
1: got that cool uh, texture to it. Yeah. Um, without you know, so checkering is pretty easy to damage, and that stuff. You know, if you're carrying it, and you scuff it up a little bit, that's not really going to harm that finish, or harm that grip surface too much, and reduce your uh, reduce your available grip. But two inch barrel with a brass bead front sight. So those are always nice and shiny, and you know, even in low light conditions, that brass bead shows up really well.
0: And, you know, the you know kind of nice about a revolver is you know that the next round's always there. So a lot yeah. of people prefer that over a semi-automatic. And as you know, based on the guy that we, whose video we played earlier this morning, some people can shoot those things as fast or faster than a semi.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, so, uh, yeah, these are, I'd say, oversized finger groove grips. I mean, that's a little larger than the plastic grips these uh, Cobras are coming with. Um, but...
0: That's um, a beautiful firearm. Yeah. Uh, just, and and you don't and it's never been fired even though it was previously owned.
1: Uh, I, I believe it was still test right at the factory, but yeah, uh the the girl who bought it um thought she could get her grip on around this and uh couldn't, so um back to the store it came.
0: <laughs> so she paid the depreciation and somebody else will get the discount.
1: Yeah, never buy never buy a new car and never buy new new guns. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that a guy who retails new guns should say a thing like that, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> Chuck. I'm, I'm not sure, but I, I think they're going to dock his pay for that. Um, <laughs> you brought in an AR-15, and uh, this is a great way to start. We always talk about how flexible the AR-15s are, because uh, you buy a, a, a base rifle. Uh, then you might put rails on it. You might put a, you know lights, uh, scope, uh, some optics. Well, some, especially
1: uh, if it's your first AR yeah. Um, you may not know what you want out of it, and if you go spend fifteen hundred dollars on a on a fancy custom rifle, um, it's a lot harder to replace those expensive parts, and you know, get rid of those expensive parts than to buy a base gun and customize that and get it the way you want it as you learn uh, what you need from the gun.
0: So this is brand new,
1: brand spanking new,
0: and it's um, just under five hundred dollars. Yeah, like I said. Yeah. I mean, how can you go wrong for, for that kind of money? Um, and then you can build from there.
1: Yeah, I just bought an old used DPMS for $500.
0: <laughs> yeah, so uh, if you're looking to start, this is a great way to start.
1: Yeah, and that's uh, from a co- company in Kentucky, Anderson Arms. Yeah. Um, they've been around um, 10 or 15 years now. Um, and I know their receivers are made by a larger manufacturer. Um, so you're getting the same high quality components as you would from a much more well known manufacturer, um, without the price of their name.
0: I don't, I just think that's incredible. Uh, under five hundred dollars, and it's an AR-15. Uh, you got a rail on the top, so you can start right away yeah. putting things on it.
1: Um, uh, and uh, it's it's set up for optics, so you don't have to worry about uh, cutting off a sight base or replacing that sight base to get optics. Yeah, um, it's it's ready to go for optics. So Perfect, perfect little hunting gun, uh, or you know something to turn into, uh, you know, a range toy, or self defense firearm.
0: You know, if uh, you've got kids and uh, you want to start your son or daughter off uh, with an AR-15, and you don't want to spend a lot of money to start with, that's just perfect. Yep. That's uh, it's a great way to start at that price. Yep. I mean, that's <laughs> that's. Uh, I'm, it's I'm, hard to beat. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. So, I'm thinking, <laughs> now. Do I, can I buy that? Would, M- when,
1: yeah. M4 profile barrel, um, carbine mil-spec handguards, and a 30-round mag. Um, and then it's regular. Oh, uh, so the one thing that is not mil-spec is the stock. Um, this is an upgraded stock, actually. So it looks like a regular military stock, but they've removed the old military sling loop and added the socket here um, for the push-button detachable sling swivels. So that's a nice little extra...
0: Can't go wrong. Oh, uh, very nice. And uh, now you can get those pretty readily. You've got a distributor and you somebody wants to...
1: Yeah, as of right now, um, there was a few hundred in stock when, when we ordered this one. Um, so, yeah, if we, if we sell this one tomorrow or today, um, we can have another one in two days. Just under
0: $500 for an AR-15 uh, set up so you can uh, put an optic on it and you can start growing from there little bit at a time that's just an incredible uh, incredible deal yeah and i think my wife is listening i just want
2: to remind her it's eight weeks until christmas
0: <laughs> <laughs> i wonder oh, gwen I wonder if gwen's <laughs> listening because um, uh, i wouldn't mind having that either uh, and
1: the uh, the receiver is m4 ramped as well so um... that's the most reliable pattern on the upper
0: um, we just, uh, I got a uh, text message here. Maybe we can get Dale to call in. Uh, Dale Roberts, uh, CPOA had uh, he has uh, sent me a text message.
1: Is he still waiting on to, uh, donuts?
0: You see, they always make fun of the police and people working with no, the just police. Dale,
1: because Dale always shows up with donuts. Yeah,
0: no fat pills for me. I, <laughs> I am off of those bad boys. Uh, all right, maybe Dale will call in and, and then uh, we'll talk about that topic. Uh, We've got a couple of other things that are kind of popping in the news uh, from around the country uh, up in uh, Washington State. Uh, One city is looking at uh, putting an extra tax on both guns and ammunition. Uh, We'll kick that around. Uh, We'll talk about what happened in Oklahoma. That's in the news. We uh, will hear, uh, we here will answer your questions. Uh, Just give us a call, 874-9390. Toll-free, 800-529-5572. It's Gary on Guns. 93.9 93,90.: 93.9 The Eagle. 21 minutes after the hour. Glad to have you with us. Chuck Basie, state representative on board. Grafs uh, sent us uh, Garson. They just wanted him out of the building. They said, well, <laughs> get him down there and maybe we want to put up with him. So we do. Uh, but see, we're... I
1: heard I was just here to babysit you.
0: They uh, see so you. <laughs> yeah, you better start asking questions because you got it all wrong. All right. Uh, just kidding. Anyway, uh, two terrific firearms, an AR-15 for under $500. What a steal. Uh, he brought one in this morning. Uh, they can get their hands on more. Uh, it is just a really neat starter, uh, and from there you can build it into whatever you want. That's the beauty of the AR-15. Also brought in a a revolver 38, and uh, it was purchased, and then. But the uh, the 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 gal who uh, who purchased it never fired it, but found out that it didn't fit her hand as well as she had hoped. Uh, and so now they're selling it. And so you get a discount on that. And it is a Colt, uh, beautiful Cold revolver. Yep, yeah. Very nice. Yep. So uh, that'll be uh, graphs in uh, Mexico, Missouri. And definitely two terrific deals. Uh, you got to take a look at those. Uh, in the meantime, we were talking during the break. And I don't want to get into the Monday through Friday show uh, with Chuck here. But we were talking about uh, how much money uh, Medicaid is eating of the budget. You said it was like 40%.
2: I believe it might be in excess of that now, so I I don't have it in front of me, but it's...
0: It's a huge amount of money. Yes. And uh, the left is trying to um, expand it. Right. There is an uh, an effort
2: to uh, it's going to be a ballot initiative petition to put that on the ballot in 2020 to expand Medicaid. Uh, I'm not saying that people don't, uh, you know, people that need help should get it no doubt in my mind on that but uh, expanding medicaid would be devastating in missouri especially to uh, education funding because there's just there's okay. not a lot of wiggle room in the budget to uh, move money around in and if we have to put more money into medicaid
0: and it would it, cost the state and taxpayers it, more it, it money would,
2: it would have to come somewhere and it would probably come from education
0: but you also told me that there's some a push for more money f-
2: I believe I read uh, not too long ago that the uh, National Education Association has uh, got, uh, I believe, six different uh, initiative petitions in the works to uh, funnel more money into public education, and it's a lot of money. Uh, So uh, we'll see where that goes, if they get the signatures, Uh, but that's a very well-funded, active group, and uh, I think they more than likely will be successful in getting some of that on the ballot.
0: You know, maybe we should be running unions because there appears to be a lot of money in running unions. Yeah. yeah I mean that like I said before I was talking we talked briefly about I don't about
1: think I'm Italian enough to be a, a union teamster though, right? Don't have to be like uh, you look
0: close enough for government work. <laughs> I, I don't think anybody's going to argue with you. <laughs> Just, you know, feel free to embezzle and sweet. Yeah. All four ninety three ninety. The toll-free number is 800 If you've got a gun question, we have answers. Uh, there are a couple of stories in the news that I thought were uh, worthy of note. Uh, one of them coming out of Washington State, uh, $25 per firearm and $0.05 cents per cartridge ammunition tax has been promote, proposed uh, by uh, Seattle uh, City Councilman. Uh, the firearms and ammunition taxes, they always, uh, you know, they, they under-deliver and overpromise, promise uh, And it's understandable. If it's going to be a city tax, you just go outside the city and, and you buy from, some, from another city. All you're doing is hurting the businesses in your city. And there are already f- incredible amounts of taxes on firearms. Uh, Garson, you were telling me that uh, the federal government gets how much money?
1: Uh, Under the federal excise taxes right now, um, the federal government is collecting around $750 million a year um, through federal excise taxes on guns and ammunition. And that's a 10% tax on handguns and 11% on all other firearms and ammunition.
0: So in addition to whatever state taxes are going on in uh, the state of Washington, uh, with each sale, uh, the city is going to throw $25 more for each firearm and five cents more for every yeah. cartridge. So
1: I was looking for your story and found one even scarier. Uh, this was last year, but uh, H.R. 5103 um, would have doubled the uh, 10% tax to 20% on handguns and quintupled the federal tax from 11 to 50% on all other firearms and ammunition.
0: You know... Uh, I, does it has a Democrat ever found a tax they didn't like?
1: I I don't, don't think so. so. No, I
0: don't, I don't think, think so. Oh, this of
1: course came out of uh, Congressman Danny Davis from Illinois. Thank you.
0: Oh, and, uh,
1: he's trying to solve that you know Indiana crime problem, bleeding into nice Illinois. of him.
0: Yeah, wouldn't you think that Indiana would have the most horrible crime problem in the world since?
1: Yeah, it should be like Mogadishu revisited.
0: Yeah. Or even the state of Missouri, um, and you know what? You, if 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 it's a resident of Illinois, they can't buy a handgun in Indiana and bring it in. Um, if I'm not mistaken, it's against the law. Has been since I think 1968 to sell a gun, a handgun. I'm yeah. not sure what year it was, a, but
1: a handgun would have to be transferred to an Illinois dealer uh, for them to transfer it. Um, but long guns can be. Purchased in contiguous states.
0: But we also know that uh, long guns are rarely used. Uh, almost all the time when there's a, a shooting, it's, it's a handgun. Uh,
1: it, it, it baffles me that they keep going well, after them. So even if you purchase the gun out of state, like, so I used to do St. Louis gun shows all the time and would sell guns to Illinois residents. I still have to abide by Illinois law. So if they come and get the gun for me on Friday or Saturday, they have to come back the next day after 24 hours, still provide their FOID card, and I still have to do everything that Illinois demands a, an Illinois dealer do to transfer the gun to them. If they come buy a gun for me on Sunday and the gun show ends on Sunday, they got to either get me to ship it to them or uh, they got to drive up to our shop and pick it up from us, you know, after the 24-hour waiting period.
0: Want to explain to listeners what a FOID card is?
1: The FOID card's a little piece of paper that pre-checks you and pre-approves you as um, a person that's able to purchase a firearm and possess a firearm in Illinois. Um, we kind of have the same thing here. Uh, you used to you just have to go to the sheriff's department and get a permit to acquire a concealable firearm, uh, but the FOID card applies to any type of firearm and ammunition.
0: So if you're a hunter in Illinois and uh, you want to go out uh, you know, shooting pheasant or something, you get a shotgun, you'd have to get a FOID card before you bought the shotgun?
1: Yep. Any Any firearm, any ammunition.
0: And ammunition.
1: Yep. And so, the funny thing, uh, Passa Park is in Illinois. It's a large shooting complex, and there's lots of uh, high level matches that take place there. And we got there early and decided to poke into a gun store. And the dealer at that gun show or gun store would not let us handle a firearm because we did not possess a Foyd card.
0: So you can't even handle it in the store unless yep. you have a Foyd card.
1: That's what he told us.
0: Hmm. Well, I look how, how well that's worked, huh, Chuck? I mean, yeah. Chicago is just that is uh that's like the Garden of Eden.
2: Right. Uh, nobody there has guns. Unbelievable. Don't they still have a waiting period in
0: Illinois?
1: Yeah, 24 hours. Yeah.
0: 24 hours. You know, in most cases that probably doesn't uh cause a problem, but in some cases it can. Uh if you've, you know, sincerely believe there's a threat in your on your life and you want to purchase a firearm,
1: well, the, the waiting hours. period is a little superfluous because you have to wait to get the Floyd card. I mean, it, it's not something you can just, like, go to a DMV and apply for and get. Um, I think it takes a few weeks to even get the Floyd card. So they should chalk, chalk up all the time you wait for your Floyd card as your waiting period.
0: Um, I, I know you're not the great expert from out of the East on uh, Illinois law. I know in Chicago it's damn difficult, uh, if not impossible, to conceal carry. But what about the rest of the state? Is the rest of the state that, uh, that challenging?
1: I, they're all under the, under the same law, even though everywhere but Cook County seems to be populated with more sensible people.
0: Unbelievable. All right, you're listening to Gary on Guns, eight seven four ninety three ninety. The toll-free number is 800 If you've got questions, we've got answers. Uh, when we come back, uh, a fundraiser that I hope you'll all uh, go to and enjoy. We'll give you those details next. Gary on guns, 93.90. Hey, welcome. It's 35 minutes after the hour, and uh, Chuck Basie uh, had uh, some uh, business to take care of, so he had to leave a few minutes early, but Garson has uh, stuck around from graphs, and uh, we're about to, uh, let me, before I go to our uh, guest, which is uh, Dale Roberts, he's actually a a regular on the program, Um, Black Rifle uh, is hosting a benefit, at Dogmaster and Dogmaster is co-hosting this too I guess uh, for Cheryl uh, and Scott Van Kirk uh, Cheryl has been uh, diagnosed with cancer and uh, that means the attendant bills, uh, lack of work, uh, shortage of cash that uh, can develop when uh, situations like that happen and they are two of the greatest people I really really think they're they're just terrific and Scott of course is my guest host here when uh, when I can't make it he comes in and uh, does a, a terrific job, so there is going to be a fundraiser. Raiser, we're going to have uh, all kinds of uh, uh, raffles that uh, that you're going to you're going to love. I mean, I, I I got to look at some of the some of the things that are being raffled off. Um, Second Amendment supporters, you're you're going to want to be there for this. Uh, but we always take care of our own, and uh, we're certainly going to do the best we can. It's one until four this afternoon, and it will be at Dogmaster Distillery. And uh, you wanted to know if they're going to have food? Yes. I've never been there.
1: I've not been there either.
0: So I don't know if they have food. I I imagine they do. It looks like the kind of place that would, but I don't know. I
1: do not go downtown very often anymore.
0: Well, if somebody knows, they should call and tell us so that you know that... Because everything you buy today, I think it's 30% of whatever you buy goes to uh, Scott and Cheryl. So hopefully you can uh, pick up uh, lunch there.
1: They, They have a website, so...
0: Well, while you're uh, perusing that, let's bring in Dale Roberts from the CPOA uh, to talk about a a, a meeting with uh, mayors here in the state of Missouri. Dale, how you feeling? I am recovering. How are you today? I'm doing well. Uh, so good, tell us about good. this. Tell us about this meeting.
3: Well, the news reported that evidently, uh, and you know, I've been in the hospital, but I think Wednesday or maybe Thursday. Uh, there was a meeting of the mayors, and maybe this isn't the first one. The mayors of Columbia, Springfield, St. Louis, and Kansas City are meeting to talk about violence in their communities, and that's a good thing to, to address. And in their meeting, they each brought their chief, their respective chief of police, and I believe uh, representatives from the business community, the Chamber of Commerce, and. They, they basically lay out the goals um, to address violence in in the city saying, one, we want to address witness security and ensure that law enforcement officers have the ability to safeguard witnesses because we all know, you know, the chief in Columbia has been saying if you see something, say something. Then number two, they want to address mental health and substance abuse um, as that impacts violence in the community. And the third one they really hammered on is keeping firearms out of the hands of children, except for hunting purposes. And goes on to say the, the mayors want to work on common sense reforms in Missouri in terms of state statutes, because they want, they want Missouri law to give cities, you know, municipalities, local prosecutors more authority in terms of gun making laws addressing guns. Um, and I'm so sorry, I knew Chuck was going to have to leave early i'm so sorry that that he that he had to do that um, and you know he would remind us all there's a state statute, I think it's twenty one point seven fifty that says the uh, general Assembly preempts the field of legislation that has anything to do with firearms and any any ordinance or you know local regulation that has to do with firearms is null and void you know unless it complies with state statute, municipalities can't do it. it's up to the legislature so in a curious I'm not sure I'd like to know why, but anyway the city of Kansas city um, has i believe now enacted two ordinances having to do with firearms. One for unlawful possession of handgun by a minor and one for unlawful transfer of weapons um, to a minor. And what they've done is there there is an exception in Missouri statute that says, well, a municipality is allowed to enact their own local rules as long as their rules comply completely with state statute. So what Kansas City basically did is just copy the state statute and say we're going to make that an ordinance here in Kansas City and to to my surprise and to his credit Brandon Ellington who is a state representative and evidently also a city councilman in Kansas City voted against it and said it's just a duplicate of both state and federal law what you know why are we making more laws that just say the exact same thing that we already have on the books so that's I'm
0: just trying to keep up with what's been happening while I was locked away. Yeah. um, It seems like the left always have the same answer, and it's never been right. Uh, Gun control, gun control, gun control.
1: Well, that's because they have a different question than we do.
0: Explain that. Explain that.
1: Well, they're not looking to make the world a safer place. They're figuring out how they can institute a socialist regime.
0: Without resistance.
1: Well, exactly. Could be. I I don't know. I mean, what other reason would there be?
3: Then Garson, they they do, and and Gary both, but uh, they do say we're talking about common-sense gun reforms. And, you know, I I know Gary and I have had this discussion somewhere. I remember clearly Gary telling me, I'm absolutely in support of common-sense gun reforms. And, of course, the question is, What's your definition of common sense, and is it the same as mine? Um, so, that's that's what they're that's what they want to do.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. My idea of common sense gun reform is let me buy a suppressor if I want. Uh, get rid of those laws at the federal level.
1: A chicken in every pot.
0: <clears throat> yeah, something like that. <laughs> I'm with you on that. All right, uh, Dale. Thank you for keeping us up to date. We hope to have you in studio next time around.
3: I hope to be out and about
0: soon. All right, sounds good. Take care. Thanks. All right, Dale Roberts, CPOA, on uh, on guns. If you've got a question, eight seven four ninety three ninety eight hundred five two nine five five seven two Garson. This is one you might be able to field. Uh, it is from George. He wants to know um, what is the best Missouri Second Amendment organization to join and support.
1: All of them, <clears throat> if you can.
0: Yeah, are there any Missouri-centric...
1: Well, there's an NRA chapter in Missouri that specifically deals with Missouri issues. Um, And they've been... They were at our tent sale um, handing out shirts um, and drumming up support for uh, the last election cycle.
0: Yeah, I don't dislike the NRA. The gun owners of America, though, I think are a little closer to what I... The way I think.
1: Yeah, the GOA... um, isn't there th- a Jewish think, organization, too? Um, th- I think they're willing to say things that the NRA has painted this off into a corner about not sane. Yeah. Um, so I think the GOA is much more free in their ability to defend any type of firearm um, under any circumstance. And then, yeah, there was the JPFO, uh, Jews for the Preservation of Firearms Ownership. Um, I know the founder of that organization died, and it's kind of lost its steam, but they're still out there. And... Um, I, I think that they can deliver a message that no other organization can. Yeah, with their history, Yeah.
0: Uh, I believe you're right. Uh, but those are some ideas, George. You can go to the NRA's website, and I'm sure there'll be links
1: to state and, um, organizations. There's also um, the Western Missouri Shooters Alliance. Um, they were a big push in getting concealed carry on the ballot here 20 years ago. Um, the one that Failed because of the late polling in St. Louis, um, but they're they're a good organization. Um, I don't know how active they are anymore because um, I don't really run into any of the guys that run in that circle anymore. Um, but um, they were they were definitely a, a strong um, organization here in Missouri.
0: Yeah, uh, and I know that, um uh, you know, like you said, the NRA does have a, a local branch here for the state of Missouri where they work on uh, Missouri uh, uh, laws. Uh, so uh, there are all kinds of oppor- opportunities out there, George. Uh, hopefully that gives you a hand. We're going to get some important messages to you, then back to wrap it up on the Gary no- and Gunn Show on the Zimmer Radio Network. Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you 49 uh, minutes after the hour. And uh, I'm joined by Garson from Graphs. I brought in two terrific firearms that uh, you can get down there. Uh, one of them is a uh, an AR-15 Four hundred and some dollars, just under five hundred dollars. Uh, terrific! It's brand new. Uh, it's the kind of thing that you can you can build on. Four ninety
1: nine ninety five.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just it's, it's such a great deal. Uh, and then a a, a a revolver Colt that had uh, been purchased, uh, but uh, the the uh, young lady who bought it, the grips just didn't fit. She never even fired it. So you get that at a discount. Uh, and uh, those are uh, available at graphs uh, they've got a website too you can go look at all of the things they offer uh, grafs.com and it's um i mean you guys always have it's amazing the stuff you guys have is <laughs> everything i don't care if you're into archery if you're looking for a shotgun a rifle you're looking for ammunition you're looking for bullets gunpowder you got it all you, got, you even got black powder right
1: yep we're one of the few places that still stock black powder
0: why, why is that? Is it just because it's not popular? or
1: um, You need an additional license to store and house it. Um, so a regular FFL holder cannot um, possess or sell black powder without a type 29 FFL.
0: So, and, and what are the quantities? I mean, pound, um, five pounds? How-
1: so, like in a retail store, the maximum you can have in the building is 100 pounds, and it has to be in a fire-resistant, explosion-resistant um, storage container. Um, but we have magazines out back where all our powder is stored, um, so those are under different requirements.
0: And if somebody wants to buy, it, what kind of quantities do they? I mean, how do you meter that um, out?
1: We can sell one pound or up to fifty pounds to an individual. Um, after that, um, I don't think you can. Tra- I don't think a, an individual can transport more than fifty pounds of powder in a private vehicle um, um, by them yeah. without any kind of special licensing. Or insurance, I'm assuming.
0: What is the difference between uh, the black powder and the powder that uh, you'd use for reloading in most circumstances?
1: Well, you actually can use black powder for reloading because the first cartridge-based um, uh, ammunitions were developed using black powder. Smokeless powder came came along way after um, cartridge ammunition. Um,
0: but you wouldn't want to use that in a modern firearm, would you? I mean, wouldn't that just make it dirty? And-
1: um yeah, it's it's gonna be a lot dirtier but uh, if you're shooting a an antique or something that was designed yeah. designed around a black powder cartridge yeah then you don't want um, and you're looking for you know a reproduction of the exact ammo that was you know used in a 4570 um, some guys will load um, real black powder um, in their in their cartridges to recreate that ammunition from you know 120 130 years ago
0: is there a difference in volatility? Is there is is one yeah. more explosive um, than the other?
1: Black powder is um, susceptible to uh electric um static electricity. Ooh, uh, yeah. that so could be a... not it's not the safest thing to transport or to handle. Um so that's why it's um, there's an extra requirement for uh resale of it with that type twenty nine license. Um it's not as stable. Um it does degrade because it's it's organic and all natural, actually. <laughs> so if you're,
0: if you're into being organic, boy, that's, that's, the, that's the powder to buy.
1: Yeah, whereas modern smokeless ammunition is actually more akin to a plastic um, than to uh, black powder.
0: I uh, just uh, got a message here. Let me see if I can. That,
1: that's what stabilizes smokeless powder and makes it um, relatively safe to handle compared to black powder.
0: So, uh, but if you want either one, uh, we have it's, both. It's available. It's out there, along with practically anything else that you can think of. 874 um, 9390, toll free, number 800 529 5572. You may actually have found a movie that is pro Second Amendment? Really?
1: Yeah. Um, and it's not like some weird oddball movie. Um, it's actually, it's got Kevin Sorbo in it. Brian Bosworth and Eric Roberts.
0: All right, so uh, Kevin Sorbo is a conservative. Yes. So that doesn't surprise me. I've, I've heard
1: me. him on Hannity a number of times.
0: And then uh, Eric Roberts, that's Julia Roberts' brother. Yes. And uh I didn't know that he, you know, maybe it, uh, you know, maybe he's not politically uh, on, uh, on topic or not, but I'm I'm sort of surprised that a, a liberal would would be a part of this. And what's the premise of the movie?
1: Um it's based in Ohio and it's a quasi-futuristic tale of when um, Antifa-like organizations are running rampant across the country, um, um,
0: and these people have uh, their Second Amendment, their firearms to protect them.
1: Yeah, I let me see here. Um, yeah, they they've got you now. They talk about safe storage of firearms and saves. Um, and, uh, oh, they're being pursued by rioting lunatics um, after they take a trip into town to do some shopping. Um, and, and the so screenshots look pretty uh, um, pretty interesting. Uh,
0: All right, so what is the name of the movie again?
1: The name of the movie is The Reliant. Uh, and that came out, I guess, on October 24th.
0: The Reliant. Yep. I don't know if that's showing anywhere in town, but I'd be curious to see that. What,
1: I, Ragtag? Oh, Ragtag. I, oh, no,
0: I don't think Ragtag will play this movie. <laughs> no, 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 no. Nay, nay, Perline. That's not uh, something Ragtag would go for.
1: They screen Boondock Saints 2. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: uh, if, it's, if it's a pro-Second Amendment uh, thing, I don't think they would, uh, they would show it. But I haven't seen it advertised. Nobody's putting any money. It must be a small-budget uh, movie. Because I, I've seen nothing... About it,
1: yeah. I, you know, and I heard Kevin Sorbo on Hannity a few months ago talking about a movie, and I, I think I would have paid more attention if they said it was about guns. So I think this was that was about something else. So apparently he's cranking out movies left and right.
0: Well, uh, I'll be curious to see if I can find it, uh, and if I can, I'll give a review on it. Uh, but I think uh, it is uh, an anti-kind of Hollywood yeah, meme. I-
1: I closed the wrong tab. <laughs>
0: Don't you hate and, uh, when you do uh, yeah.
1: that? Um, but I think they're streaming it on some services. Let me see if I can find it again.
0: Get it on Roku, because that would be worth that'd be worth the price of admission.
1: So okay, he- so their website, the dot com, you can pre order it and then watch it on digital and DVD December third.
0: Okay, so if it's not a movie theater, that's what you have to do. All right, yep. thereliant.com?
1: They've got a trailer. Yeah, they've got a trailer on their website and a pre-order tab uh, and uh, some pretty actiony scenes here in the in the All trailer. All right,
0: sounds... Thereliant.com uh, should be good to see. I'm, I, I think uh, having a movie that's honestly pro-gun, because a lot of Hollywood pretend that they're anti-gun, and yet, in every one of their movies, somebody's out there wailing away with a full automatic and yeah. all kinds of things. And then they come out and say, well, we're anti-gun. Yeah, yeah. Well, you weren't so anti-gun in every other movie you J- made. James
1: Bond's super anti-gun. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um,
1: that Explain that to me. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, Desperado and Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Some of the goriest gun violence you'll ever see on film. And, and, uh, and then Captain Jack hates guns with a passion.
0: Yeah. But they're they're willing to make money off of them. Uh Pittsburgh. Uh, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, they had a restriction on so-called high-capacity magazines. Pennsylvania, like 45 other states, has a preemption law restricting local governments from passing gun control measures that are more restrictive than the state's laws. This uh, kind of ties into what uh, Dale was saying that uh, some of the mayors that uh, met here in Missouri want to do. Their own municipal gun laws. Uh, but they got challenged in court. Uh, the National Re- uh, Rifle Association went to bat in Pennsylvania, and uh, they managed to, uh, to get this law defeated. And, it, and it, you know, this whole idea that the, the high-capacity magazine is somehow the bad guy uh, baffles me. Uh, people can carry more than one gun. Uh, they can uh, do a New York reload, just, you know, drop one gun, pick up the other.
1: And realistically, if you're, if you're bound to determine to do acts of violence, you know you can learn how to reload a gun fairly quickly.
0: And nobody is going to. And, and the bad guy's not going to say, well, you know, if I'm going to go shoot up that building, uh, I better carry a a legal magazine.
1: Yeah, they're, they're not gonna, worried about the law at that point in time. Yeah, that's beyond them. It's so
0: stupid. I don't. I don't, Just
1: never can understand. I'm going to commit crimes, but in the most legal way possible. <laughs>
0: yes, I'm going to commit murder, the most heinous crime of all. And do it legally. Unbelievable. All right, hopefully we will see you at uh, the Van Kirk Benefit. It is going to be at Dogmaster, 1 o'clock to 4 o'clock today. Garson, thank you for being on board from Grafts. Thank you. Whatever it is in life that you want, go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. Seize the day. Carpe diem. Gwen, baby, honey. Coming home.